0: hello and welcome to gender nebulous how are you frida
1: i'm all right thank you
0: so what are you drinking
1: yes yeah it's tea
0: tea oh, okay i've got baileys it's like rainbow colored baileys there we
1: go with with old that, it's actually it's milk it's milk it's touched tea with whiskey <laughs> so um yeah definitely saying so hi it, how, saying what have you Frieda been up to this week what have you been up to uh... what have I been up
0: to it's been a really busy week
1: last I'm week quiet you... when am I quiet when am I, I whenever I am I <laughs> quiet or volume quiet but I don't know yeah when are you quiet <laughs> never right well I've turned myself up now so maybe that'll help <laughs> give us some feedback Stephanie yeah can um... you hear
0: us both Stephanie give us a thumbs up
1: so yeah um what have you been up to Victoria
0: I've I've been working this week. I've been you know it's been a bit of a mad week at work because it's like yeah, a bit boring. <laughs> um, you know everything's kind of got to be finished before the end of the before we all finish. I finish next week. Um, so nothing really exciting at work. It's just been one of those boring weeks. I've been doing. Well, lots I never of... finish. You've I'm been working right me busy as well. Actually, can you just do this? Can you just do that on the podcast? Can you just do this on the
1: website? It's like don't get five minutes around here. Well, you know, I need to, I need everything to be look looking good. You know, I don't want yeah. crappy pictures of me on the website, do I? Yeah, it's like, can you anyway, just picture? Ricky? Can you just record that? Can you just do this? <laughs> well, I don't get any time off work, do I? Well, I do now and again, but I'm working right through till Christmas Eve, and then I'm, the only day I'm actually off is Christmas Day, and then I'm back in.
0: Right. So, <laughs> so when do you when do you finish for actual Christmas then?
1: There is no finish for Christmas. You don't finish for Christmas. You just keep working. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, people, right. people don't stop getting ill because it's Christmas. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, apart from that, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, what's happened this week? I've in- I've interviewed a couple of people for the podcast that's yes, yet to come have. out. Yeah.
0: Mm. So we we we've done a um like a review recording of. The one that you did for GB News, right. um, which was with Lisa Stans,
1: not Lisa Stansfield, not Stansfield. <laughs> yeah, Lisa <Anyway>. Townsend. Town... <laughs> Lisa I've been Townsend. around world the world, and I, I yeah, yeah, cannot find my turflings. <laughs> but um, I, uh, Stephanie's saying I'm quiet. Is that right? I can, I, I can worry. assure you, she's not. No, I'm not quiet.
0: <clears throat> yeah, you coming through loud and clear on my side. Mm.
1: Well, anyway, um, what was we saying? Um, yeah, Lisa Towns, and yeah, she was a bit. Yeah,
0: so so the the video we did of kind of you know going through what was said in the in the interview you had, um, will be going out on the YouTube on Tuesday. So, bit controversial, we know. But we've we've kind of gone through all the points that were raised in the video in on the on the news channel thingy.
1: Yeah, and I've tried to in I've been interviewing people on the gender critical side of the spectrum and and talking to people, and it's not because I agree with them or I'm trying to like, you know, pander to that. What it is, I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. And I I had an interview with Sarah, not Sarah, Sonia Poulton, And today I spoke to Robbie Travers. Now, Robbie Travers is somebody that I'd had a couple of arguments with and he was quite eloquent though. He was very well-spoken and he, 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 he's not somebody that is, you know, he, 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 he he, he has his own opinions, but they, they're well, they're well-formed no matter how wrong they are. You've got you know so so i thought he might be the reason i wanted to talk to him because he wasn't he wasn't somebody that's just like nasty he did he, he has a political platform and he does have you know some kind of influence on on twitter and i thought that'd be interesting to to talk to him so that's why i did that and uh, we'll see how it goes but yeah
0: yeah so i mean that one will probably Do the same thing with that one and stick it out in a couple of weeks' time. I think. Mm. Anyway, coming up this weekend, we have the Gender Nebulous Christmas Party, don't we?
1: Well, it's just me and you, isn't it, in the pub?
0: Oh, so that's not a party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we should we do a live podcast from the pub? The pub? Do you think they're going to let us do that? No. (laughs) Anyway. you know, we have been talking a lot about custard tarts. I just wanted to introduce you, Frida, to the uh, Portuguese version. So here you go. Here is a Portuguese custard tart.
1: Oops, no, I'm it. into that. into that. So it's like a moldy, <laughs> it's like a moldy sandwich. So It's almost the same as a,
0: <laughs> you know, a Mr. Kipling's or whatever you eat. I no, I get green ouches. Green ouches, Oh,
1: right, those are good. <laughs> um. Well, you know, custard tart is a custard tart, isn't it? Don't give me any of this Portuguese confusion.
0: They call them pastel de natas. They're not called <laughs> custard tarts. So anyway, I just happened to be <laughs> in a place that sells them. And um, I thought, oh, I'll get some of those. You know, it's Christmas. But
1: well, this is why people, this Got me custard tarts,
0: my... got, me, uh, got me bottle of Baileys.
1: Well, this is why people tune in, isn't it? Because they want to know about, your... know about Shop... what we're eating and drinking. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to buy uh, a massive plate full of custard tarts and just make it my background, I think.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Put them on the shelf.
1: Yeah. So, so what topics have we got? Topics? To... Do you
0: want some topics? Oh, shit. Hang on.
1: Um. um... You know, I'm just looking at, wait, so we've had some interesting news items this we week. We have,
0: we have indeed. So the first one that I wanted to talk about was, um, uh, it was about uh, something that's been going on in Singapore. It's related to British rule and colonialism. Mm-hmm. Um, what's happened over there is that um, the, the they have overturned Um, repealed a law called 377a Um, Mm -hmm. it was an anti-lgbt law has been overturned turned a page on their dark history now the interesting thing about this story really is the fact that the reason why that law was in place in the first place was because of british colonialism and
1: Mm. of course yeah
0: yeah so i mean you you see this all over the world still that there's a lot of countries that still have anti-lgbt laws because of you know they used to be under british rule
1: well this is this was one of the problems um when in africa you know with um you know when they tried to combat aids and people were saying look you're gonna have to use condoms you you have to you know And 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 because of british colonialism and the influence of christianity and you know that caused a lot of issues there and i'm not saying that That is the whole problem, but that definitely made it worse. Uh, Colonialism exports its prejudices.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how it it only kind of applies to gay men as well. They never seem to talk about lesbians. It's always... I think you know, that
1: might be. Yeah, that's interesting. But I think maybe maybe that's stupid. just because
0: women just didn't used to matter in those days, and they did so they just exactly. didn't bother. Exactly, yeah.
1: it's like women women's opinions and women's politics didn't even come into the equation anyway, because the only way they saw women is is subordinate. And you know, when when women are vocal and try and change, because the thing is, a lot of I think in certain societies, women have a lot of control and that's what British colonial rule stamps out. It's like, in, even in, even when you look at British cultures, you know, like in historically, um, the women, like in, even in my family as far, you know, as, 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 as nearest to me as my grandma, they were kind of like the women really had to control things because the men were were out of control for whatever reason because of maybe the traumas of war and uh, having absent fathers and things like that. Then women had to control the household. But politically, and you find this the world over really, it's like that; those views are suppressed because they know how kind of... I think it comes it comes down to a kind of, um, to you know this idea of guilt to do with your past and things like that. I think it's it, there's a lot of that to do with it. So, like with colonialism, you know, the British went into these places and brought their Christian values and the Catholic, whatever. So that that's what distorts the view
0: yeah yeah
1: so so some somewhere like singapore or you know anywhere anywhere really where there's been a a, a british influence tends to follow the same kind of pattern yeah but it, like this thing about colonial another thing about colonialism is who writes the histories so like when when you look when, when like when when say the bbc news write a story about lgbt history it's not just LGBT history. It's 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 the whole history of the place. It's only through this lens that we actually see the truth of things, because there are probably a lot of people who are not gay and not bisexual and not lesbian that were just as oppressed. Yeah. By British colonial, this is that this idea I always say about the high tide lifts all boats. Yeah, I, lo- I love like, I
0: love that I love that phrase that you um have there it's it's really uh
1: because when you look at things through this kind of lens of you know racial issues or lgbt issues that brings light to all the other oppressions yeah and it's not saying that being gay is gives you you know it's like a special kind of ticket to freedom it's just it just means that people are actually looking now but what happened in those times and you'll hear it all the time on, on like right wing news channels, this idea of, um, you know, you know, when they say woke wokery and they'll say that they're putting trigger warnings on books and things like that, what they are doing when they look at those books, when they look at the history books, all that's happening is some historian has realized there needs to be a caveat on that book. And they'll put a little note in the book and say this author is speaking from a very racially biased perspective, which is true. It doesn't mean we're going to get rid of the book. It just means we're going to put a note on the front of this book. So when students read it, they've got a better understanding of the the time and place it existed in. So when you read a book from, say, 1956, it will have a little note in the front to say, this book contains racial stereotypes and racial narratives that are not that are not representative of today. And then what will happen is the Times or the Daily Mail will say they're rewriting history. No, they're not. They're just putting a little note in the history book. They should they should be rewriting history, to be honest, because they should be including everybody. But all they're doing is putting a little note in a book and saying, dear students, please read this from a better perspective (laughs) And, and that's the only thing that's happening but they'll they'll play it out like it's some kind of rewriting of history that we should be proud of our colonial past why are they doing down the idea of britishness no we're actually having a look at britishness and we're saying you know what we were fucking awful to some people and we should face up to that fact now there's nothing wrong with facing that fact and if you can't face it There's something lacking in your imagination.
0: So the next story on the list here was um, was to do with police called to an anti-trans activist, activities from friendly protesters waving and smiling. So this was um, a story that is coming from the film that's been made called Adult Human Female documentary, which claims to be in defense of women's rights and was created by Reality Matters Productions. So they were they were screening this film. Um, I think it was somewhere in uh, Nottingham, Sherwood Methodist Church. Um, and there was a small group of trans people and allies gathered outside the venue to protest the screening. Um some of the gender crits had had asked for police protection from these people who were basically just clapping and waving flags. Um the, the church eventually um they cancelled the event before it was started because they, they they found out what the content of the film was so you know they thought they were told it was just going to be about women's rights and domestic violence um but it was basically a film about all the normal gender critical talking points and i, I th- have you watched it frida
1: i have watched it and the point is here that the, the people that promote this will promote it from the point of view of women's rights and sexual violence because that's their way in I yeah. don't actually like when i've looked at this film this film adult human female the title is a dog whistle in itself it is it is and what and what the film seeks to do essentially is form a a, a, a catalog of arguments in that will exclude trans women from certain spaces or certain situations and that's the only motivation and they one of the um one of the funders for this film is Sex Matters, you know, mm-hmm. Mayor Ford Starter's Little Crew. <clears throat> yeah. And they're they're pushing this. And, and and that's where it's coming from. And there's an there's a there's um there's a few things in this film that really bother me. There's the keep prison single sex thing, there's the you know, the idea of uh women's sexual violence um refuges and things but they've they've picked people who were who isolated incidents to make an argument so rather than looking at it as a holistic you know as a whole a whole situation they, they 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 have to find the the isolated incident where this is a problem now it goes through the usual talking points sports um, single sex spaces and prisons but but the main f- thrust of it really is is an anti-trans film now i wish they would just be honest about that i wouldn't yeah. have a problem i mean i'd have less of a problem if they just said from the outset we are an anti-trans organization so they've obviously, they just-
0: they've obviously tried to tell this church it's something else which is a bit yeah that's a bit underhand yep. isn't it
1: yeah but why can't they just be if they believe in the message they want yeah if they believed
0: in it 100 percent, they wouldn't need to do that would they
1: obviously yeah why hide behind this mm. idea of protecting women because they're not protecting anyone you know they're, they're actually harming the causes that they pretend to care about you know like I mean, I'm no expert in any of these things, but I've had to be, I've had to look into them and I've had to look at prisons and I've had to look at single sex spaces and safeguarded. And I've had to look at um, what's the other one sports and yeah. and, and in no other situation would I be researching that kind of thing. But all, all I find every time is there are one or two incidents. There are one or two cases where that's a problem and that is really a serious issue. But it's a serious issue for a very small minority of people. Now, what these films and what those people try to do is make that issue a, a threat to the whole of society at large. And it doesn't work, you know, mm. because if they were honest and they did say that's what they wanted to do, they wouldn't be able to make mm. they won't be able to make any inroads.
0: So this, the it, directors of of this film were Deirdre O'Neill and Michael Wayne. Now, I've never heard of these two before.
1: Well, Deirdre...
0: Do, do you know anything about them?
1: Yeah, I know a little bit of research that I did about Deirdre and Wayne, but I couldn't find much about the uh, Wayne... What's he's got? Sorry. Um, Michael. Michael Wayne. No, I couldn't find much about him, but Deirdre uh, O'Neill has been on some podcasts where she she thinks that she talks about transgenderism and she talks about the trans movement. And she talks about that as a kind of middle-class, like it's some kind of bourgeois kind of, <clears throat> uh, you know, affected kind of aberration where it's not, I mean, I'm from fucking Farmer for fuck's sake, you know, and yeah, <laughs> it's not a class issue, <laughs> but it's, um, they want to make it that because I think Julie Bindle does that a lot. Julie Bindle, you know. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, Julie Bindle, Jean Hatch- Hatchet, Simon Edge have all had a hand in this thing, I believe. And it says, Contributors well, to so film. Let me just have... read out what it says here. Contributors to film, which claims to be the first UK documentary feature to look at the clash between women's rights and trans ide- ideology, include Simon Edge, who wrote an entire book comparing those who support trans rights to flat earthers. And Julie Bindle, who once wrote that trans women go to gender assignment clinics to have their breasts sliced off and a penis made out of their beer bellies. So, you know, those are the kind of people who are involved in this.
1: Yeah, but Simon Edge is somebody that, I mean, he's one of those people. I think his degree is in philosophy. And that sort of reminds me me of that Kathleen Stock kind of thing where they have this kind of ideas of, uh, you know, postmodernism and things like that, where people who are trans, it's, it's a kind of abstraction. It's a kind of, it, it's like where, where, where reality meets, abs- you know, these abstract ideas of the self. And I mean, I, I could talk about this for hours because I actually studied this kind of stuff, you know, where, where, nothing not there is no absolute truth and things like that because that's what you study when you you know that but there is absolute truth you know that there are there is biology there is, there is reality um but they they that what they want to say is that it's it's a bourgeois idea being trans is bo you know is a kind of idea of um contemporary uh fashion in a way Mm. and it isn't because it even though because you could say that on a timeline trans people like the idea the language around trans people has developed because if you go back 100 years it probably didn't exist but so didn't a lot of the language around medical things didn't exist you know um a lot of the treatments for a lot of diseases and a lot of you know problems with the body and things it's only in recent times that we've been able to do anything about them but because they they have this they have this kind of weird filter in the brain which which can considers the modern experience or the postmodern experience to be a a fake one but it's not it's just it's just a reality that we we exist in which is contestable right if you know what i'm saying with that it's not it's not to say that people who are trans are not real it's just to say that it exists in a world where it's a it's a philosophical idea and a psychological one. so you can have a debate about it where well, you can't necessarily have a debate about other things because they're solid, and biology is solid in in the sense that we are born what we are um like a, the the sum of our flesh is different you know that, like like yeah. this idea that some of your flesh is what you are right is is would be the you know the traditional way of looking at sex but that's we know that's not true
0: so Jean Hatchett described the protesters as, as <clears throat> men and their handmaidens determined to intimidate and as idiots banging their drums to drown out women strangely the video she posted of protesters showed smiling faces people waving and no drums so you know,
1: well, we know they know. We know exactly then what that means. You know, it's total nonsense. <laughs> yeah, as far as I can read.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, I mean, I mean, I, it just feeds into this idea that feeds they, into they, the
0: same old narratives.
1: Well, some people, I think, what it is, some people, there are traditionalists and there are, there are authoritarians who f- who still believe that they can hold on to what it, they can still dictate to people what they are as as, as whatever, you know. So and a it, message
0: I, just on the screen here from uh, Stephanie. Simon Edge is a good is good friends with Kathleen Stock.
1: I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Whatever. They're all good friends with each other, you know what I mean? They're, they're,
0: they're, it kind of all goes back. Remember that picture at that restaurant? Hmm. You know, if you were to grab that picture again and look at all these people on there, um what I would love to do is have a, a kind of a map of all these kind of main names that we seem to come up all the time and how they're all interconnected with each other. I will I would love to see that in in a kind of like a you know, a, a, a police um detective format. Which you
1: mean like a crazy wall?
0: Yeah, a crazy wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> You think you could start working well, on for me, Frieda? but
1: I'm gonna, but but that does exist. It exists already. <clears throat> I mean, it, it. I mean, if you if you look at the Twitter data as a raw data file and look at who is most popular with who, and you can put that into a machine that can show you that can all map those, it out for you into, into kind of a, a visual map. Yeah, it's it's unbelievably uh, precise because you've got yeah. J.K. Rowling, you've got you know they all follow J.K. Rowling. Yeah, but it, it would
0: be nice to see it in a visual presentation because, you know, all these names go fl- uh, you know, get, get batted around and it's difficult to keep up with, like, who who's who and what they do and who they're connected to behind the scenes. You know, I, I well, struggle with you, that.
1: If you think about it, like, do you know the tube map of London? Yeah, that's what we need. If, we need the third version of that. If you if you think of like the central line, then you've got your your big turfs. You know, JKR is the centre. Euston Houston Station
0: yeah. is JKR central.
1: Yeah, whatever. And then you've got your more sort of um, provincial stations, <laughs> and they're, they're all connected, and they all share the same line, and they all share the same interconnections, and the the the. But the thing is, with that, what is the what is the focus? What is the point of their existence? And it's never good, is it? It's never some. It's never a positive outcome. No, well, you know, all these
0: all these people, you know they they have their they have their jobs, don't they? They all have their like a lot of them seem to be authors or professors or this that and the other. You know, they all have the the kind of day jobs, but as a you know, kind of a I don't know if it's a hobby or it's just kind of something they do on the side, but it seems to be unrelated to their jobs that they're also
1: well you i know, suspect there's, there's to, i mean is it is there some
0: kind of other well, connections the, i'm not seeing that
1: another thing is like and i and i think about like when i because because i because my education is in art and that kind of criticism so so it's like the history of art the history of ideas like so so when what, the way ideas work in the culture is like somebody like they think that they think that being trans is a, just an idea. It's not innate. It's just something that somebody's imagined, which it isn't. We know it isn't because it goes back long enough for, for, for psychiatrists and uh, psychologists to have documented in different ways, but, but they see it as purely as an idea like they see cubism or um so
0: they're trying to make into anism. is that this is probably why they call it transgenderism
1: yeah so cubism say impression in a, in a kind of abstract way it becomes an idea to them it's not a real thing
0: so it's an, I so, mean, is this is this is this kind of where the you know we always hear them talk about it being trans as an ideology or, or yeah transgender well that's slightly I mean, different. I guess it That's kind of has
1: different. its roots in that somewhere. Well, it's slightly different when you say ideology because ideology ideology um infers a kind of political aim. And we know they think that they think there's well, a I polit- mean you can
0: have a religious ideology, can't you?
1: Yeah, but religious religious ideas do have a political aim, and it's but the but the difference between an ism and an ideology is that an ism is just the collection of an idea where an an ideology is 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 the is the motivation it's like the, the destination of that idea so so like um say say you've got like an ideology is communism an ideology is uh capitalism but we but but we go along with them. We don't, we don't necessarily agree with them and they become part of the culture and they become part of our lives, but we, we accept them and we don't, it's like, I don't know. We do, I, I mean, it's hard to say for sure where, where that will lead, but we know that certain ideologies lead to bad places. Like say, Nazism is an ideology. Or, but but also, feminism can be an ideology. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But when you're totalitarian in your ideology, that is the bad thing. So you've got to be on... It's like, you know, when people say um, if you're capitalist or socialist, right? There's no there, there's nobody who is completely capitalist unless you like some kind of Ayn Rand on acid. <laughs> oh, and there's nobody is completely socialist. Well, there might be, uh, complete, but most people exist in the equilibrium of those two things, and that's the that's society. That is the experiment that we call democracy. And within all that is ideology, and there is isms, you know, communism, social, you know, socialism, and then all the artisms, but transgenderism. Isn't one of them, you know? Because being trans, we don't opt into it. We don't decide one day. Oh, I'm, you know, what I, I, I like. I like the sound of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. I mean, it's
0: interesting so, how they, they never refer to people who are gay as being, you know, a gayism.
1: Well, no, because well, they they would argue that that perhaps genetic. You know, perhaps there's a genetic basis oh, for that. But well, maybe, there's, but then, then you get into eugenics, and that's a very yeah, dark we, place. Yeah,
0: we don't want to go there.
1: Yeah. So, so what? What to sum that little bit of waffle up?
0: Yeah, is a bit of a rabbit the, hole. Uh.
1: To sum that little bit up is what it is. It's like when we we latch ourselves onto things as human beings because we we need to sort of pin up. We we need to fly a flag basically that says I belong to this group of people. Because I identify with this group of people, but that is distinct from being innately a, a, a trans or gay or bi or or lesbian or black or Muslim. You don't. Ha- you could be all of those things and never ever fly a flag. But when you start, you know, you can opt into that and that that's the difference i mean i i know that that's a lot of that's a lot of uh waffle (laughs) so
0: it's really i mean it's really kind of what you consider to be fact and what you argue is a kind of an ideology or an ism on the on the other hand you know Mm -hmm. you can't argue with facts can you so that kind of the the debate is around is being trans-factual in a way
1: well, it's factual to me. I mean, it's, it's like, factual to
0: me too. But you know, the people on the other side don't believe it is.
1: Well, they probably think they could be talked out of it. Mm. That's the problem. See, like if you if you say this is the thing with the trans children yeah. thing, they think that there's an ideology that is teaching children to be trans. That's never going to happen. You know, you can't. You know, it's, it's not it's not a reality. If 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 yeah, it,
0: I mean, it's like saying you you're going to teach someone to be straight. <laughs>
1: But the old, the whole culture wants you to be straight, so if you were going to be indoctrinated, if it was possible to indoctrinate somebody, everybody would be straight. Everybody would be cis because that's the dominant culture exactly. you know, you have to really fight, you have to you have to go against the grain so hard to be trans. Yeah. You have to go against the grain to be gay you do. and and it's not something that is gonna just drop into your inbox and suddenly, oh my God, I'm trans. Because because some fucking <laughs> because some advert on YouTube or whatever, you know what I mean? It's but it, the whole thing is ridiculous.
0: Anyway, getting back to the London Underground um idea map or thereof. <laughs> um, yeah, if you could work on that, please, Frida, and send it through to me. Thank you.
1: Well, yeah, I do. You know what? That'd be a brilliant thing to do. There was an artist <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he, uh, there was an artist that made a map of all the big. Artists, you know, they like Andy Warhol, Jackson Pollock, and mm-hmm. Pablo Picasso. He made like a tube map of the artists. Map of artists,
0: oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that. so
1: that's where I got that idea. That's where that's how that idea came mm-hmm. to me. So that'd be something to do. Yeah, I might yeah, do that. So
0: yeah, put that on your list when you're not doing anything I,
1: else. See, I, I'm, I know I'm I'm talking a lot like I normally do. So sorry. <laughs>
0: No, you you were you're on a bit of a roll there, so you know, I'll let you go. Um so anyway, next 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 story is um Eddie Izzard. Our friend Eddie. Eddie. So Eddie, oh, I love Eddie. I love Eddie too. Um Eddie put on her Twitter account a post recently, I think it was at the beginning of the week. I want to congratulate um it's a lady called excuse my pronunciation, but I think it's a Ab- Abstium Mohammed on her victory in the Sheffield Abstium Mohammed. Yeah, that's what I tried to say. Um, (laughs) In the Sheffield Central Selection Contest she'll make make a fine MP and I look forward to campaigning with her in the months and years to come. So, Eddie you know, she's not been selected by the Labour Party. I don't know how that selection process works. Whether it's an internal local vote by the Sheffield Central team, I don't know how it works, but yeah, Eddie's not been selected. I know they have long lists and short lists. I'm not sure how all that works, but you know, Eddie put a really nice message on Twitter congratulating the winner. I think that's really nice of Eddie to do that.
1: It's interesting because you know this. You know Like I said before, you know this phrase that I like: "The high tide lifts all boats." Yeah, this is a good example of that because, um when somebody like Eddie Azad comes into politics and brings that kind of attention. I mean, it, it, I'm, I mean, I, I'm a bit sort of dubious. I was a bit dubious about Eddie Azad because I find she is a bit performative in the sense she's a comedian. And I don't know, I wasn't sure if she was a serious politician, She's doing it for attention maybe. And there's an element of that um, in politics. Right. But I think it's great that a Muslim woman has won this and yeah. i don't think that would have brought the attention to her if she hadn't had it eddie around there because yeah, eddie can st- because eddie Ed-
0: kind of brought in all the world attention didn't he and, well, and eddie, eddie
1: can eddie can still be present in that in yeah. that world in the pol- political world and well eddie has and-
0: said that she's going to work with you know this this person who's hopefully going to win um so yeah they're going to work together which is great
1: but it's great that, that they're going to work together because 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 as trans people we're all like oh yeah there's a trans woman running for office and we're all going to get around yeah, that, i mean it doesn't right really matter
0: up. who the person is it's, a, it's around the policies isn't it
1: yeah exactly but yeah, i, I i'm I, I always say um with these things um what is the motivation of the individual yeah. did do, do they do they want to because I, I have no doubt that Miss, Miss Mohammed is genuinely focused on the community.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I don't doubt that. But, but with Eddie, I was a bit dubious. I've got to admit that because she's not, you know, she's she, she's from a celebrity world. But I yeah, think that she's,
0: she's always been kind of making political kind of statements on issues i think she's always been politically active i would have i would have liked to have seen eddie get that position but
1: it would have well it would have been great it would have been interesting it
0: would have been great and it would, it
1: would have. have it would have shook up a few things but but, but we've it, still never had
0: that... we've still never had a trans um mp elected we do have well, there is one in parliament isn't there currently who transitioned whilst they were an mp but there's, there's never been one voted in as far as i know
1: I mean, it's hard with political parties because I mean, I, you know, when people say politically homeless, I always find that really disingenuous because we're all somewhere politically. It's yeah, you just, just might not have
0: anybody who represents your views. I
1: prefer, I prefer the, I prefer the phrase political nomad, because like sometimes I agree with the Labour Party, sometimes I agree with the Lib Dems, I never agree with the Tories. <laughs> <laughs> but there might be somebody in the t- you know there might be a conservative out there. Imagine if the imagine if the conservatives had a, a trans candidate now. Well, they do. But, I mean, in the next
0: election they will. If um, the, I can't remember the name of the trans individual, do you mean what James, um, James, Jamie Wallace? No, oh, no, no,
1: I'm not buying that for one minute. But um,
0: I'm not sure if Jamie Wallace is going to stand in the next election, but. But just they, as they still a thought, haven't they just, still haven't changed the gender. Or, you know, I'm not I'm or not name. I'm not com- I'm not anyway, commenting. Carry on. Spe- carry
1: on. I'm not I'm not commenting specifically on individuals. What I'm saying is would your political stance change if there was a trans candidate in a specific party? Well, now, no, some, it
0: wouldn't. If somebody's trans or LGB or you know whatever, it, it's not really who they are sexually or gender identity wise that i'm interested in it's their it's their policies and what they want to do and what they exact, want to change yeah 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 that's what Use. i'm interested in if they happen to be trans or they happen to be gay or lesbian so what
1: yeah so that was my exact point with eddie Izzard, right because i do like eddie Izzard as a person yeah regardless
0: and it wouldn't matter
1: else. what party they were part of i yeah, exactly. i mean I'd, I'd be disappointed if eddie was to join the conservatives because i think that was a bit weird but you know what i mean it's like we do, this is this is the policy this is the world we live in now where i think this is what happened with trump it's what happens with johnson it's like people look at people as personalities and i think that's the problem you know because because it can be factional whereas somebody could be trans and be a complete asshole Like if i run for office <laughs> <laughs> People live that. I'm not voting for that bitch. But I'd be like, you know what? My my policies would always be free carpet for the under 25s. <laughs> free carpet. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just I just think of really mad policies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you you can't eat cheese on Sundays.
0: <laughs> I'm not voting for you then.
1: Not that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being daft because I just find the whole thing ridiculous.
0: So you're you're a, you're a whiskey drinker, aren't you?
1: I'm a vodka drinker, I'm a whiskey drinker.
0: So have you seen the <laughs> did you see the advert that was put out by J. B., JB? J and B. I think it's um
1: Yes. I did see this. It's about know. Bourbon.
0: It's about Bourbon whiskey brand J B. Yeah. I'm not sure who owns that company. It's probably one of the one of those big organizations, their parent company—I'm not sure who they are—but anyway, they put out this advert. Um, it was a really nice ad. Um, Did you like it? Yeah, it was kind of. It was one of those typical Christmas tear-jerky kind of adverts. So yeah, you know, it it plucks away at well, the old it... heartstrings, doesn't it?
1: Right, you've got you've got to separate the film. Oh,
0: Stephanie's saying she'd vote for you. By the way.
1: Oh well, everybody yeah, vote for me, but um, but what I want to say about this film—you've got to You're separate. You're supposed
0: to say thank you, Stephanie.
1: But, okay, thank you, thank you, yeah. Stephanie. Yeah, okay. but um, and what I was going to say—you've got to separate the film from the product. It's not—it's not really
0: a film. <laughs> it's no, it's a advert. film
1: because, no, no, but but it's a, an artist is commissioned to make this film. Yeah, and so you've got to think about. What the, is the brief? We should, you know. we should
0: just say what the advert was. Um, it was... Um, it's actually... A, it, I think it's in Spanish. I don't think it's being shown in the UK, but it's available online. Um, follows an elderly person who initially borrows their wife's lipstick before putting together their own makeup kit and escaping to a bathroom to apply a full face. As the a Christmas advert, so it is a Christmas advert, progresses, we see them grow more accepting of themselves. And although... Heartwarmingly, already someone manages to become, you know, even sweeter. So what happens towards the end of the advert is that their trans granddaughter arrives, initially introduced as Alvaro, but they immediately recognise a kindred spin it, spirit and shares their makeup, you know, with them. Um, they both walk back out to the rest of the family. Alvaro's true name, Anna, appears on the screen, and what follows is a beautiful moment of intergenerational bonding and family acceptance and everybody starts to cry and that's the end of the advert and then you know please buy jb bourbon whiskey so yeah it's you know it's (laughs) it's an advert at christmas to make everybody's heartstrings get pulled and then here's a product
1: yeah i mean i've always been cynical about advertising and any kind of kind of brand Led emotional blackmail emotional so, blackmail so 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 if you want to sell me whiskey fine but don't make me cry so i need whiskey so okay so if you don't you don't want any
0: emotional blackmail in your kind of adverts so if somebody wants to, no, isn't it, if somebody I, I to sell you a bottle of whiskey how would they go about it frida
1: they'd say here's some whiskey here's some
0: whiskey here's the price
1: it's cheaper than the other one look it'd be like listen tranny do you want some whiskey <laughs> I'm just, I'm just very cynical about this kind of tear jerky advertising because my first principle is that all advertisements are lies, and the, and 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 brands want you to cry, and then you, yeah, it's like it's like if, the
0: John Lewis advert every Christmas everybody cries to that.
1: If it wasn't an alcohol advert, I might be more, I might be more charitable towards the thing, but it's like, what is the message? It's like. I mean, I I like the film as a film. It exists. the The person that was commissioned to make the film did a, a bloody good job. I'm not going to deny that. Their their sales but, will but,
0: probably go through the roof because of it. So yeah, great. But, job.
1: but 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 my point is, I don't want to be manipulated to buy a product by being emotionally blackmailed by visual cues that that is just how i feel about it so when it's like when my mum watches stuff on the telly and Could i'm to sell you and, some
0: custard tarts by the way would you like to buy a custard tart
1: well maybe that maybe if there was a custard tart out there. <laughs> but you see i'm already predisposed to custard tarts. Oh, you see? the <laughs> truth is
0: coming out the truth is coming out frida has emotional ties to custard tarts and she'll she
1: will buy them based mm. on any advert so, so I am a bit cynical about it, but I do. I, I, mean, the film within within itself, the film is lovely, but it's this it's this wrapper of of trying to sell me some booze. I mean, like you don't have to sell me booze. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm straight down to fuck. If if there's if there's five pound off something at Boozebusters, I'm there. So, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so basically, what you're saying is that this company has wasted millions of pounds producing this advert where. They should have just given you a lift to the shop, basically.
1: Yeah, so they're going to make a load of alcoholics out of trans people. (laughs) I mean, imagine if they were selling. I mean, this advert would work better if they were selling. I don't know, intravenous heroin. (laughs) Other products are available. I'm not saying. I'm not saying train spotting level drug abuse but i'm saying if you want to sell a product you know you want to market it to trans people don't use alcohol we're already emotionally disturbed <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's my opinion okay sorry
0: so anyway Feliz navidad for uh, jb espana well done
1: well well done on the film yeah i'm gonna look up who's the director because she did a very good job there anyway what's the next thing
0: the next one. The next. What's the next one? Next. Next. <laughs> Supreme Court
1: one. to decide if Christian woman. Is the, <laughs> another Christian woman?
0: Yeah, it's a. It's about a Christian woman. You know. So, um this is a U.S. story. Christian um, woman. I thought of Cliff Richard had walked in then. <laughs> so this is a U.S. Supreme Court um have decided to go forward with a case in February um, to decide if a Christian woman can refuse work for same-sex couples. Um, US Supreme Court has been tasked with deciding whether an anti-LGBTQ woman can turn queer people away from her business. Web designer Laurie Smith has claimed Colorado's LGBTQ-inclusive non-discrimination law violates her christian beliefs in choosing not to serve same-sex couples so this is going to go uh before the supreme court in february um next year uh you know and it's kind of i guess it's a kind of a a free speech kind of thing i I just i just find it
1: well let me just there's another
0: case in the u.s where you know they're trying to
1: that's let me just right. say this, right? If this woman, if this lady doesn't want to provide services for LGBTQ plus whatever, let her, and we can go somewhere else. I mean, if if this this is such a non-story. I mean, the Supreme Court should not even be involved in this. If this web, de- she's a web designer. What is so she? She's, she's is-
0: some of the lawyers behind her Alliance Offending Freedom (ADF) the anti LGBT organization. It's, it's a lobby group called constitutional freedoms.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean she's she's definitely so I think not... it's a first
0: rights amendments kind right. of thing. Let
1: me like, let me just say right, I don't even know who Laurie Smith is. No, even know reckon... unless
0: it, that's the story been
1: but yeah. I can guarantee you right I'm not I'm gonna do a little experiment live. This is a live experiment. If I Google Laurie Smith uh-huh. She won't be. She won't be just a web designer. She'll be yeah. involved in some lobby groups. Bear Let me it. just do Bear it. Do it. it now. Right. So Laurie Smith. Google, who is she? Right. So she's already on the Catholic News Advocacy website. Yeah. Well, we know she's. Oh, religious. Catholic. Catholic News Advocacy it's got nothing to do with being being a religious person. It's a lobby group, yeah. and the reason they've got into the news is because they want to. Create a division, create some kind of hoopla about this story. That's all it is. And it's about, it's the same thing, like with, you know, the whole story with the, you know, Lisa Townsend, Mm. when she says she doesn't want trans people to be police officers. Well, she didn't say that. She doesn't want trans people to be able to search, but technically that's what she's saying. Well, I mean, effectively,
0: she's saying the other trans women shouldn't be doing this they shouldn't be doing that I mean, it makes you kind of so, wonder okay what are they allowed to do
1: yeah but but but, but you know when i use the phrase performative argument mm-hmm. this is a performative argument it's got nothing to do with the thing the yeah. news says it's about <clears throat> yeah, 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 it's just it's somebody standing on a soapbox
0: it's another it's another story made up
1: yeah. it's a story it's a meta narrative you've got to look i
0: don't at. think she's actually had anybody come to her Asking her to do anything, anyway. So it's just exactly, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. exactly. There's there's just no problem there. So, so they create, they've created a problem because they need a new, they need a, they need to put a fear in people.
0: <laughs> so the the lawyers behind her in their opening argument have said it's a bedrock law that the First Amendment protects. It's art- an artist's right to choose what they say and when to remain silent. Artists should not be coerced by the government to make it. Art they disagree with. Um, Colorado has gone mm. too far in censoring Christian artists like Laurie Smith to publish messages they disagree with. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Well, if she, if she, if the thing is, though, it, there's there's an argument to be made about art. You know, it, you know, when it becomes when it becomes a matter of artistic expression. But you see, the very people that would be um, be championing this, oh yes, we've got to let artists have ex- expression they don't want the artist to have expression when they say something they disagree with. So uh, our, uh, the Balenciaga advert is artistic expression. You know, the, yeah, the, we'll the, come to the, that. the so, 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 you know, you know what I'm saying about that. So, and um, there's a lot of, a, uh, you know there's a lot of dubious things goes on in art the name of artistic expression but what you'll find is these christians will only defend that artistic expression when it's saying (laughs) something to religion yeah when it's saying something they want to hear so you know artistic expression is so nebulous an idea it it's it's, it renders it meaningless because like because i could defend i could do i could do a painting right that features, you know, it's kind of, you know, a barren imagery, things you would find offensive, and I say oh, it's artistic license, right? Artistic license is a thing, you know. You know, you can, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of imagery in art where you would go, oh my god, that's a bit dodgy, you know. There, there are paintings hanging in the National Gallery that you could look at and go, oh god, you know that that's a bit. But Christians have been fighting that for years. You know, the idea of nudity, the idea of uh, sexual perversion in art. You know, I'm trying to think of a a famous artist. Like, if you look at, I don't know, I mean, I'm trying to think of a popular image. Like, if you look at Salvador Dali, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fetish imagery in there. There's a lot of sex in that, tits and arses. And Christians would would be a bot would be against that from the outset but they would never say that to that oh well we want to defend your artistic expression you know they only want to defend what they like anyway (laughs) anyway so
0: some of the some of the the comments coming from the the other side the other legal team the human rights campaign legal director sarah warbelow sounds interesting name um If a business is open on Main Street, it must be open to everyone, regardless of who they are or whom they love. Um, at its core, this case is a cynical effort to manipulate the First Amendment in order to provide a license to discriminate against LGBTQ people and our families. A business owner's personal beliefs should never be reason enough to discriminate against a customer.
1: Well, there you go. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. It's it's like this kind of the idea of like you know what you know when people didn't want to make a cake for some gay men.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's the same story recycled, recycled, recycled. Well, I would
1: drink. If you don't want the cake, don't eat it. <laughs> somebody, somebody else will make the cake for you. Just get on with life.
0: Yeah, go, go somewhere. I'll else, make certainly.
1: a cake. I'll make a cake in the size of a six-foot dildo if it makes you happy. <laughs>
0: oh dear oh dear a thought. that's
1: not what I wanted to end that
0: topic on but no. there we
1: go.
0: <laughs> moving on swiftly um, a couple of our Baroness friends have been in the news oh, more Baronesses so again once again Baronesses in the news I don't know what, who are where all these Baronesses come from
1: Baroness Baroness Sauerpuss hates trans people again <laughs> last last week we
0: were talking about Baroness Hussey and the racist comments she was making at that um event at well, I'm not sure where it was, the, the Royal Yeah, thing, with Negosi Faloni. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, this week we've got um, a lady called Michelle Moan. M O N E. Be careful how you saying it.
1: I'm sure these are made up names.
0: <laughs> so we had a hussy last week, and now we've got a moaning Baroness this moaning.
1: week. Moaning, <laughs> we've got a moaning hussy. <laughs> so, oh my god!
0: Conservative peer.
1: I guess. I feel like I'm living. I feel like I'm living in a a soap like a comedy soap you opera. Know I mean? Yeah, it is a soap
0: opera. It's called Gender Nebulous. Um, Conservative peer, Michelle Moan to take leave of absence from lords. Um, Are you pronouncing
1: that right? Are you sure it's not money? It's moan. M-O-N-E, moan. Right, okay.
0: But, and it put a Y on the end of your money. <laughs> well, yeah. So anyway, um, um, <laughs> she's she's requested leave of absence from the lords to clear her name amid allegations she benefited from a company she recommended for a COVID contract. So this is a, um, she was linked to PPE um, sales, MedPro, uh, which won a government contract during the pandemic, and apparently she'd recommended this company, and sounds like she's been taking Mm. some backhanders.
1: Well, I've got, I've got three words for this. Three words.
0: Is that all? (laughs) All I do.
1: And it's tip of iceberg. (laughs) Tip of iceberg, indeed. The people that you know about are the people that have let. They've let slip, you know. It's like, like this whole PPE thing and COVID contracts. I mean, this runs deep, and it's all—I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I,
0: so now there's a there's a formal inquiry going into what's happened here. Um,
1: yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with that. But how many times have we heard this about an inquiry, and then oh. late?
0: Yeah, how do these people? First of all, how do they get these jobs? How do they become, you know, in the House of Lords? Never mind. Peers? How do
1: they? How do they sleep at night? How do they, well,
0: if you <laughs> had that kind of money, I don't think you'd be about that, would you? I mean, but it's just—it's just like another example of somebody who's rich and privileged, you know, getting know, into I, a getting into this position and then, you know, falling I don't know, foul Vicky, I mean, their own. I behavior.
1: mean, I, I, I can't sleep if I shortchange change somebody in Greg's. Well, and you that, better like, don't
0: become a peer then, you know. Right, but
1: it's like these people, you're talking about billions of pounds? You're I think we're about a long mil- way
0: from seeing Baroness Wallace.
1: No, oh, you never know. We'll see. But, you know, if I was a Baroness, I wouldn't make it because I'm too too—I'm too nice. You know, I'm too honest. You're too nice to, be to some, Baroness? You, you've got to be some kind of malevolent, McAlovian, Macal- is that a word? McAlovian.
0: Yeah, talking yeah. of which, that brings us swiftly on to our second Baroness. Oh, um, another one. Emma Harriet Nicholson. Oh, not um, that one again. The Baroness that's been in the news quite a lot, the, the one that's been pretty nasty towards trans people recently. So there was um, a, a, a Twitter post from the Samaritans. I'm not sure I shall read mm. it to you. Um, <clears throat> research shows that trans people have higher rates of self harm and suicide than cisgender people. One study found trans people were at twice the risk of suicide attempts compared to cisgender females and four times compared to cisgender males. And mm. the Baroness, in her wisdom, because they're very wise, these baronesses, aren't they? Um she says, actually, you're wrong. I suggest you research more cautiously, or you may find you may face difficulties in convincing your supporters. Um on your other promotions and marketing so basically she's kind of threatening them with we're going to take away your funding if we can because you've supported well, trans people you know it's like well, come on
1: well this is what happened here uh, baroness nicholson we know baron Emman harriet nicholson is friends with jk rowling the yep. wizard lady we never talk about lgb alliance we, yeah she's very much and then she's gone like this she's gone oh what is this oh they like trans people they've mentioned trans but i can't be having this i'll have to put my two penneth in and it's like no you picked the wrong fight to have there baby because this is the the samaritans can
0: you imagine an organization that does nothing else that helps people in Mm. dire straits you know suicide prevention and she's attacking them
1: What is she actually saying here? I mean, like, it's like the Samaritans. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. I mean, I. I, I mean, I don't know much about them as a charity, but I know they, they, they're they there on the phone for people that are yeah. on, in the most desperate situation. Yeah. Like they, when, if, if you're somebody that needs to ring the Samaritans, that I is. should imagine yeah. you're not, it doesn't matter if you're trans or not. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not the problem. They just, all the Samaritans are doing is we, we, if you need help, we are here.
0: Yeah. And they're just putting out a statement to saying, you know, trans people suffer higher rates than others because of the, the shit like this, it's like some kind of baroness puts us through.
1: It's like some kind of Darth Maul character turning up, and <laughs> I mean, it's not even funny. I mean, I'm laughing because I'm oh, I know. I'm well, trying well, what, to what else can you do? But but it's awful. This is this is abhorrent, and people like this. What's she called, uh, Baroness Nicholson? Mm-hmm. You know, they they should be ashamed. Like this When I said before about how did they sleep at night, I don't think they do. I think they spend all night going onto to charity's websites and Twitter feeds and making stupid comments.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Anyway, I hope the Samaritans are all right, and I hope they, you know, manage to get more funding out of it, maybe and from so, the attention.
0: Everybody, please support the Samaritans.
1: I did try. I I was planning on doing some work for the Samaritans once. I wanted to do it, but you know, it's like I work full time. It's like I do. I mean, I'm just a busy girl. But <laughs> but I think I think the thing is with the Samaritans is you know you know if somebody's ringing that 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 is they they just. It, it's not the trans, it's not even about that. If they were they're not even a trans charity or anything that do anything specifically for trans people. So even in even if they were, it would still be shit for it to do that. But it's like they've picked the worst. Oh, they just honestly, they don't have any sense of um awareness
0: yeah and, and mean, it's always
1: and it's all if you look at the retweets on that if you look at the quote retweets no. which you, you know it's all the same it's all the same, nonsense. it's all the same nasty kind of trolls that followed graham linihan there was you know? a
0: there was a study into this and i think uh routers has has done a done a study there was an article that they had posted and within that article there's links to the study that was done it's quite a big one i'm just trying to find it out it was uh it's done in 2018 um <clears throat> i've put the link in the in the notes for today's um live and it's also in the podcast so if anybody wants to go read that you can do and it, it shows like all the data behind what uh, samaritans was saying so
1: right yeah well i just I, I mean I, i i think they're a great organization and
0: yeah, but, you know, she's saying it's not, you know, the Baroness is saying it's not based on fat, but there are the facts right there. So what was she talking exactly, about? Exactly. Yeah. It's another one of those made up, you know, I'm going to say it's not true because it's a trans story. It's one of those.
1: Well, <clears throat> it's like, it's like in any argument where, you know, we know that there are trans people that are, you know, it it's, uh, I know from working with the LGBT Foundation that one of their outreach things is is about suicide, and it and it and it's not an easy thing to talk about. But you know, it's not it's not uncommon, and it's really. And I lost a friend that way, and it really pisses me off when people like this have these kind of opinions because because they don't know what they don't know they don't know what they're talking about, and it's awful. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So next story, so, um, it's a Twitter Twitter story.
1: Another one. <laughs> Sir
0: Elton John has quit Twitter, uh, uh, well, citing, citing misinformation as anti-LGBT hate surges. So Elton John has reportedly had enough of Twitter following a recent change in policy, becoming yet another celebrity to stop using the platform. The single songwriter <laughs> posted a tweet on Friday 9th of December, Outlining his decision to stop using the social media site following its acquisition by Elon Musk, maybe Elton John should have bought Twitter instead of Elon. He, Musk. You could afford it. You probably could.
1: But it seems to me he you lived your life like a candle <laughs> in the tweets. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I've got, I, I do like Elton. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's, but when did he become the Queen Mother of Pop? That's what I want to know. I
0: think he's always been the queen mother of pop, hasn't he?
1: The, I when I, when anybody mentions Elton John to me, I always remember that song he did around the time of uh, when was it the Olympics or something? I can't remember what it was, and it was like "I was made in England," and there was all these like British flags, and it was so shit. <laughs> they, they, let's not forget that Elton John has done a lot of crap, but <laughs> done a lot of good too. He's a good, you know. Whatever, you know. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of love for Elton, to be honest. I find him a bit cringe. Um, but he's, he's, uh, he's a good. Well, I mean, the
0: the the point I'm making is that here's another celeb leaving the platform. You know, he's saying, "All my life, I've tried to use music to bring people together. Um, it saddens me to see how misinformation has now been used is now being used to divide our world." I've decided to no longer use Twitter, <clears throat> given their recent change in policy, which will allow yeah, but, misinformation <laughs> to flourish unchecked.
1: Yeah, good point. Let's be realistic, though. Alton John never used Twitter. Alton John had somebody in an office I don't know. <laughs> who used I don't Twitter. Know. I bet he did it himself. <laughs> do you reckon? I don't know. I run so. my own Twitter account, don't you? Yeah.
0: I don't I have mean, anybody in a little office. Actually, do I don't
1: know. I have I have somebody I pay You've got I your mum doing somebody.
0: yours. Is that what's going wrong? Is your <laughs> yeah, mum doing pay- it? <laughs>
1: What what I'm saying is somebody like Alton Johnny. I just not imagine really...
0: your mum sat in front of the TV saying in the telly, you think, Frida, what do you want me to say on Twitter tonight? Well,
1: <laughs> well you know what? I'd never let my mum tweet <laughs> because some of their opinions <laughs> you know, come straight out of the Daily Mail. I, but, think you um,
0: do a, I think you should do a test. You should give your Twitter account to your mum for a day and let's see if we can spot which day it was when it changed.
1: I'd get banned by Tuesday. <laughs> You can't say anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the world's gone mad. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, it's, it's already. It's always been mad. It's been mum. mad for a while. But um, Alton John uh, quitting Twitter isn't really on my radar of things to worry about. <laughs> I think, fuck off, Alton. Get oh, yourself a get, get yourself get yourself a MySpace. <laughs>
0: Probably going to sh- turn up on Mastodon now.
1: Well, you see, Elton John is somebody that thrives on um, publicity and all this business. So as soon as there's a new, I not, mean, he, let's
0: face it, he was quite good at it, wasn't he? I mean, he's he's not failed, has he?
1: I mean, he's still there. I mean, he's I just still there. He's him. still
0: doing. You know, every every new artist that comes out, Elton seems to do a track with them at some but, point. But,
1: but the point is that somebody with the amount of clout as Elton isn't isn't bothered about twitter is it it's not like no, i'm not sure
0: how many followers he had probably quite several it's a,
1: it's a weird it's a weird thing twitter because it, i love twitter i the thing i like about twitter is the immediacy of news so like if somebody's up if something is happening in the world like there's a there's an event or there's a it could be anything really yeah you're, all gonna, get have to do it, you're
0: gonna get seven billion opinions on it about in well, 10 seconds it's
1: not the opinion that i'm interested <clears> in it's the it's, it's the because i was following you know Lisa least set mm. it was in ukraine mm-hmm. and her tweets are amazing you know the, the amount of detail she goes into about you know and not just ukraine it's you so there are certain journalists on twitter that that are absolutely on point with and and the only way they can get their information out quickly on the ground is through Twitter. And that's the power of Twitter. And master will never have that. In and if if, if anything happens to Twitter it'd be really sad, you know. Because of that.
0: Well, I'm not sure I agree. I don't really enjoy it at the moment. It's it's turned nasty. <laughs>
1: it's not because of Elon. Not, Do you mean Yeah,
0: because of Elon's purchase and changing things and Uh, you know there's been a massive spike in hatred on there
1: well if you remember the time when i don't know if you were ever on myspace no i wasn't but but there there was a moment in 2006 or 7 when um what's it called Rupert murdoch bought Mm -hmm. myspace and everybody said, "Oh no, I don't want anything to do with MySpace anymore." We put Murdoch owns it, and so there were certain changes. But but the but then the bottom fell out of that that yeah, app.
0: Facebook came along.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, the, the the users remained, but they migrated. So so so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's different now because. I mean, I mean face- these, these,
0: these social media platforms. I, I think going forward, you're not going to see the big Twitters and Facebooks in the future. You're going to see lots of smaller kind of um, platforms which are interconnected but, more easily. Well,
1: if you want, if you want to talk about, I mean, that's a separate. That might be a say so where we're we going
0: with social media is, a, is probably a different topic completely.
1: But that's a massive topic. But I remember yeah. when I fir- when I first went online everybody had their own little page in it. And the, on, I was on Yahoo and you set up this thing called geo cities and you had a little page and you just linked it to who you liked. And, and I thought that was how it was going to be where you had your own personal page, which you built yourself and then you linked through, through hyperlinks to other people. um, And then you could join chat groups and, and your identity was your own personal page, which you could um customize and put anything on there like a website that is just you, but you're part of a wider network but at the the way it works at the moment is you join the site and you don't get to choose what's on it. do you know what I mean you you are forced yeah. to subscribe I mean, to
0: yeah, I mean it's me, like me, it's one it's one company that owns the whole thing, yeah Mast- exactly Mastodon's yeah. a bit different because it's like indiv- it's different servers owned by different people. And there's no overall ownership; it's kind of it's fragmented, so it's right. better well, in that sense. A, that's probably a good thing. But that was no—I mean, you can't sell or buy Mast- Mastodon. It's you know, it's not owned by anybody. It's it's a it's a federation of individual server yeah. owners, I guess.
1: Well, it might work, but I've not joined it yet because I don't see the news on it. I don't see the yeah, immediate.
0: I'm enjoying it. I probably oh, won't I'm leave. At... I probably won't leave Twitter. Well,
1: I'm because... interested to see how it goes. I'm not not saying I won't join, but I'm waiting to see what happens to Mastodon because the thing is that for if every like imagine if everybody on Twitter migrated there, it would crash.
0: Well, I mean, in the early days when everybody started leaving, it was crashing on a daily basis because of the mass influx of people. But since then, it's it's been perfect. They've bought new servers, things have sped up. It's it's. It's, it's very usable. There's lots of people so, on there would, that would, I know who've moved over, yeah. who now have accounts on both. You know, it's.
1: Well, I mean, you can have an account on both, but what yeah. I'm saying I'm just is, kind uh, of, I think
0: I think a lot of people have opened an account and they're kind of in that. Should I go permanently? Am I going? Am I going to close my Twitter? I'm going to keep both open. They're not quite decided yet.
1: I wanted to start a protest on Twitter, and I've not really got around to it, and I don't really have the Twitter numbers to do it, but. It, the, the the hashtag was going to be block Elon Musk. So if everybody on Twitter blocked Elon, Elon Musk, Musk yeah. what would, would he do? You know, what can you do with that? Because nobody he can't view anybody. And he's,
0: it, it'd be like being on a... He, he spent a, forty forty four billion, and everybody blocked him. That would be hilarious.
1: Yeah. So he probably, knowing him, he'd probably just delete the app. So our if, next it's
0: story... Like it,
1: what, well, I was just going to say, if, if, with Elon Musk, I very much get the feeling that if, if it's not my ball, I'm not playing.
0: Mm. <laughs> He's a bit like that, isn't
1: he? <laughs> right, what's Okay, next? so this,
0: this next one is the Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, Balenciaga oh. campaign involving children holding bears in BDSM gear and court documents that mentioned virtual mm. child porn. So you wanted to talk about this one, so...
1: Yeah, it's quite a deep... But I think we've already touched on this a little bit because I mentioned Balenciaga. Now, this story really is, you know, as as it plays into the culture war thing of the idea of groomers and sexual predators, which is part of the QAnon conspiracy theory. And Kanye, unfortunately, seems to have... He seems to have fallen for it, whatever, and he's made a lot of really dubious comments recently. And I don't, I don't know about Kanye. I think he's got some kind of mental. I used to really like Kanye West. I can't say I like him anymore because you know because of what he's said publicly about Jewish people and what Mm he said about you know it's just really nasty and it's 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 not something I want to be associated with. So. Um, where I would have defended him, I find it indefensible. But the problem is, the the things he's criticising, like this Balenciaga ad campaign, and it seems a bit incongruous to what, what Kanye was about because Kanye was always somebody that championed art. He was always interested in art and he looked at, you know, things that were abstract. But wasn't, wasn't he
0: the person who got... Um... Kim Kardashian into being a, I think she's some kind of a celebrity star for the brand, isn't she?
1: Well, yeah, she modelled for Balenciaga. Yeah, so I think it was she,
0: Kanye that got her into it.
1: Balenciaga have a long history of using contemporary art and what you might call edgy imagery in, in the kind of mm-hmm. promotional things. It's part of the deal um but i but the thing the thing with this particular advert which was jarring was it, it featured a child mm. and what is considered bdsm imagery <clears throat> right so yeah but I mean, the BDS- there's, there's
0: no mistake in it that's exactly what it looks like
1: but the bdsm thing i mean th- let's just let's just say one thing straight from the top no child was harmed in the making of this advert right but the message it sends out is is problematic right but the but the, the 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 artistic world in which that exists is like i said before about you know the idea of postmodernism and the idea of recycling images and you know there's a sort of edgelordery if you know what i mean by that edge Lord like the idea that like it's just there to shock but You've got to have some other substance there, you know. It doesn't ex- it doesn't work as an advert for for clothing. It doesn't work as an advert for anything if there's no other context for it. So, I've seen a lot of right wing commentators comment, uh talk about this, and oh, then I mean, include... Tucker,
0: Tucker Carlson did a whole episode on it. Oh, yeah,
1: well. and they talk about other artists. Now, when you look at artists like Tracy Emin. And when you look at artists like the Chapman brothers who use, you know, I would call it, I would call it not dubious, but it's kind of jarring imagery of children and, and it's kind of sex and they're not doing it because they, they what they're, they, what the art criticizes is the moral outrage that those things cause. And there's a long tradition of that in contemporary art and in, you know, it, you know, in classical art, it got, cause, but, but in the modern era, in the, in the, cause let me take it back to, have you heard of Marcel Duchamp? And he did a famous sculpture called Fountain. And the fountain is just a urinal. Now the point of that is to, it's not, it's not to do anything other than to challenge the idea of what is beauty and what is art and what is this. Or why is that? Because when you do that, you challenge, you challenge the idea of perception. So, so the whole mission of contemporary art from that point was to challenge the idea of a bourgeois conservatism. And that feeds into, you know, cause, cause in the, in the, um, in the mid, you know, in the fascist era, like say the Nazi party, they had this idea of degenerate art. So degenerate art was anything that the Nazis didn't like basically. And so it could, and Picasso was part of that Mm -hmm. degenerate art. So that's why this kind of art is always challenging to a kind of conservatism as a kind of, it's to say that, look, we, we will push it. We will push the idea of what is acceptable because there has to be a political reason for it. And, um, I mean, there's the, the imagery around the Balenciaga, I mean, it is it is a bit, you know, it, it, I, I, I'm not going to defend it, but it's not, nobody was hurt. And there's a lot of child models in contemporary fashion that, you know, there's probably a whole thing you could look at there about why they're a child, why there are children modeling. And there's a whole, there's a whole, um, you could probably look at that and question the whole thing. But well, the Balenciaga part is not the the worst bit of it, right? But this has become a thing because you know, um, and I think it feeds into this idea of you know they, that kind of libs of TikTok, yeah. and yeah. you know that whole thing of oh look at what look at what these idiots are doing, look at what this look at what these perverts are doing over here.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's I mean that's exactly what goes on in Tucker Carlson's. Yeah, exactly. So, so it, so it
1: makes it makes a stage for a kind of carnival of yeah, because they can associate it with that, the, like this lib liberal leftist kind of this is you know the yeah. the way it's going. We want we want your children to be corrupted, and it's like no, it's not really that.
0: But I mean, it fits in perfectly with that kind of storyline, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, but there's a tradition of art where the point is to chalk. Not necessarily shock, but to criticize. Yeah, I mean, Fox News
0: um, took a Carlson. His headline was "Kids and Bondage in Latest Balenciaga Ad." You know, so yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's Enough. not. I mean, if, I mean.
0: So they, I mean, a... they have the company themselves have put out a statement, and I'll just read it to you. They say, "We sincerely apologize for any offense uh, our holiday campaign may have caused. Our plush bear bag should not have been featured with children in this campaign." We have immediately removed the campaign from all platforms. And then they went on to put a second note out. We apologise for displaying upsetting documents in our campaign. We take this matter very seriously and are taking legal action against the parties responsible for creating the set and including unapproved items for our spring 23 campaign photo shoot. We strongly condemn abuse of children in any form and we stand for children's safety and well-being. And then, I, mean, I don't you know kim kardashian has put out some statements too um she's she's been saying um i'll just read those as well while i'm at
1: kim kardashian will just want to distance us out
0: no that's exactly what she's doing she's saying i have been quiet for the past few days not because i haven't been disgusted and outraged by the recent valenciaga campaigns but because they wanted an opportunity to speak to their team to understand for myself how this could have happened um, as a mother of four, I have been shaken by the disturbing images. The safety of children must be held with the highest regard, and any attempts to normalise child abuse of any kind should have no place in our society. Um she also she said something else or as well. Um oh, for for, is- for my future with Balenciaga, I'm currently reevaluating my relationship with the brand. Uh, basing it off their willingness to accept accountability for something that should never have happened to begin with and the actions I am expecting to see them take to protect children. So, you know.
1: Well, the, the, see, the problem with that is, you know, it's all, very, it, it's all very well for Kim to do that now, but she was very much complicit in the, pro- the in the promotion of that. Now, now whether, whether there is any problem with it is irrelevant to that because what she's doing there is she's somebody sent her a, <laughs> she's had a briefing. Right. Yeah. And she said, look, Kim, you, you know, if you want to, if you want to be careful, you know, you've got a distance. It's a purely, for, as far as Kim Kardashian is concerned, that's a purely marketing exercise. Yeah. It's damage but, control. But I, yeah, exactly. It's damage limitation. But the thing is, I, and, and, and and there are worse things out there than Balenciaga doing a photo shoot with a child with some handcuffs. Right. I don't care, right, about that. I just think that this has become a it's, thing it's that the,
0: it's the the thing that I think is really obvious is the way the story is used by yeah Tucker Carlson's side of the argument. Oh you yeah, know, because it's, it... like it's taken at face value, and it, here's the story, and it's all bad, 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 bad. You know, that's well, well, let me, that's probably let the me... thing that hmm. we need to talk about. You know,
1: I'll tell you something though: how and why but... the
0: story is out there and why it's used, how it's used. There's,
1: al- there's always been this thing with the right wing. Well, I, I, I use the right wing loosely, but, do you know, like a sort of conservative press where anything in modern art is, like, oh, my God, look at what this idiot's doing. I, I could have done that. That's mm-hmm. what my child could have done. And there's always been this thing about art. And now whether the difference now is with the Balenciaga thing, it's not necessarily art, is it? It's an advert. Now advert. we go back when you can go back to adverts because we were talking about you know we were talking about adverts before with the yeah, Christmas. Um, ad. I'm
0: not sure if this this wasn't a Christmas ad. I think it was an ad for a campaign. That's well, no, no, later. but
1: what I'm saying is it's about emotional manipulation. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 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 those people like Tucker Carlson have un- unknowingly been emotionally manipulated by Balenciaga, and they hate they. You know, it's it's the same pro. It's the same mechanism. Nobody's been hurt nobody's you know i'm sure there are i'm not saying that abuses don't happen in the modeling industry i'm sure they do but but it, as, a, as a as an event that is not important in in the great scheme of things it's just that it's just something that took a cows and and all those kind of <clears throat> people can, so yeah and it's, and it's
0: just another story that they've jumped on
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And if, and if there was any, it, I can guarantee you now, like um, if there was any real, we know, we know about the modeling industry. We know it's not, it's not ethical, yeah. is it? You I mean, know what I mean? Something, it's like, if
0: something had happened to the kids in that shoot, we would have heard about that, wouldn't we?
1: Oh, I'd like to think so, you know, but then again, you know, when you look at that image, it is a bit shit, isn't it? You know, it is it's, a bit. It is like, a bit
0: shit. Yeah, they could have done a lot better. I think they. And it makes you, it makes you think. Whoever chose to do that,
1: it's yeah. that edge lord and edge lord needs, needs to rethink. Of, it's that it's that idea that you know you're pushing the envelope of acceptability, but you're pushing it in a way that is just purely vacuous. That's the that's the problem, and you know, not art is not supposed to do that. Art, art, mm. You know, I mean, whatever art is, it's not selling shoes <laughs> maybe it is i don't know
0: okay so on the on the theme of art our last story is the turner prize 2022 yeah so, uh this is going to, this is at the tate liverpool it's an exhibition going on until march um i think the story around this um is i don't think it's really anything to do with trans but um the Turner Prize jury has shortlisted a group of women and non-binary artists for the prestigious Art Award. And I think one out of four of those listed has now been declared the winner. I'm not sure who it was. But yeah, when, I when, I I can... saw the, when you first kind of brought this story to my attention, I was thinking, oh, what does this mean? Does Is this shortlist of women, does that include trans women? But No, it, it, no, I, no, no, I don't. No, but but I... then looking at the story in more depth, it's just a list that happens to be a three women and one non-binary person. There's nothing to do with trans, you know.
1: No, no, I didn't want to include it. It's not. It's not necessarily a trans story. I, no. I, I want it. I want. I'm just really happy that the whole. What happened in the press was the. I mean, I love anything to do with contemporary art, right, basically, and I've been following Heather Phillips and Ingrid Pollard and Veronica Ryan, who won it. Uh, Veronica yeah, Ryan. So the, make, so the four for, names
0: were yeah Helen, Helen Heather, Philipson, Ingrid Pollard, Veronica Ryan, and Cyn Cyn Warkin. Warkin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so Veronica Ryan won it, and she makes art out of like found objects and what she calls rubbish, basically, and she makes pieces out of that sculptural pieces. But the, but what was interesting to me was in the press that the um the, there was this discourse about why is there no men. In the shortlist, you well, know, what because like, they didn't but, do anything any good,
0: obviously. Well,
1: that that was what. Well, Holly Johnson, who presented the awards, said, "You know, maybe there wasn't any men that were good enough this year," which is, you know, always great, great thing to say. And I, and, and Sin Wakin is a register. Uh, well, she she put herself down as non-binary, so it wasn't an all-female shortlist in that sense. But, mm-hmm. but, but the work is great, and and i just wanted to include this cuz you know after the balenciaga story i wanted to talk about our modern art
0: so, yeah. contemporary a more, art a it's more positive. positive story
1: it's a beautiful positive story yeah. and and this ex- this exhibition is on at the tate liverpool now um until march and and i want to go and see it and i just think you know cuz i'm going to write about it and i'm going to yeah. do a review of it and i want and i want to talk about it. but the thing is with this you know the, the the themes of the of the artists are very much about you know personal experience and the body, and you know being and in being like it, it, you know when people talk about identity politics, mm-hmm. this is like the expression of that those identities in a in a very visual way. So I think I think that's why I wanted to include it. And it's a I mean, just story. I'm just
0: I'm just looking. I've got it on my other screen here. I've just be like the four um exhibits they all do look absolutely amazing yeah um, i've I've put the link in the notes if anybody wants to have a look so are we going to go frida are we going to go and have a look
1: we're going to go and have a look yeah but it's going to be next year now i think because i've because yeah, i've got so it. so little free time of work but yeah i'll do it yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah i just yeah. think uh, you know it's like when, when anything to do with contemporary art is always kind of poo-pooed by you know the kind of people like you know, the Daily Mail mm. and, the you know, they, they love to m- mock anything that challenges their perception of what is beauty or what is you know, acceptable and I think you know, it's good to, you know exhibit that, you know, it's just good to talk about because, I mean, you might not you don't have to like everything that you see, but you've got to, you know you've got to have an open mind and yeah, yeah.
0: The Tate to Liverpool. I mean, I've, I've only, I've recently been there because I went the day after we were at the NDA awards that, you know, the event we did in September. Um, So I went to into Liverpool and I went to the Tate because when the Albert Dock area opened, I don't know, I guess it was back in the nineties, was it? Yeah, That was the one thing I never got to see before I went over to the States. So I was kind of, Okay, so I'm in Liverpool. I need to go and see this. So I went I went round the tate. It was I tell you, it's really nice. It's amazing. And they've got a nice calf. They've got <laughs> a lovely calf. And I had some I had some chips in the calf. It was really nice.
1: Well they say like sometimes like, I always joke that sometimes the best part of a museum is the, calf the cafe. The, yeah, the, g- yes. the gift shop. The gift shop <laughs> and the cafe next to yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I we'll mean go. I've seen
1: yeah we'll go and uh yeah maybe we'll meet a few friends in Liverpool I want to see Joss who she's listening I don't think she but <laughs> well we covered quite a lot of stuff there didn't we we did. We we had to... a big list tonight yes oh my god well the thing thing is like um once again we
0: had some technical issues at the beginning sorry if you, if you I could talk for a... us.
1: I could talk for hours about art and postmodernism and all that but I don't I don't think anybody's interested
0: <laughs> yeah, we're we're not as sophisticated as you,
1: Frida. So. Nobody's as sophisticated as me. <laughs> 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 no, thing is, uh, I think it's uh I I'm not I mean don't know if it's about sophisticated, but there's nothing sophisticated about these ideas. It's just like oh like to me, i like the way I describe it is it, if you can't understand it, it's art. <laughs> Like mm. you know, when people talk oh, this about is, this is art. Do you know when people say "What is art?" Mm. That's the same question as "What is a woman?" Because contained within that
0: question, okay. there's a it, message just popped up from Sarah Warner. The best part of Tate is the members' cafe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be a member. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, um, was it Sarah? Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna. I think. Have we done? I'm really tired. Well, I'm not finished. My tart yet. <laughs> Keep talking until I finish my. Uh, well, so, well, anyway, so yeah. Well, I think the next. Um, well, maybe we should do a live podcast from the from Tate, Tate Gallery. Do you think they'll yeah. let us
0: do that? We could if we made ourselves into an ex an exhibit. You mean? Yeah. We could sit in the corner I, in one of those big rooms upstairs and do a
1: do a live pod. Well, one of my one of, one of my ambitions mm. is to do a, a, one of my. Poetry things in an art gallery. So I want to do, you know, with my megaphone.
0: Mm. In the art gallery.
1: Yeah. So we're going to do that next year. It might not be the tape, but.
0: In a soundproof room.
1: Yeah. We'll find somewhere I can recite. Um, I, did you see my TikTok today?
0: No, I've not been on TikTok today. I'm not a TikToker. You just, but... I
1: just, you just don't care. You just don't care, Victoria. I'm not, I don't. I, I don't I, do TikTok. Re- I, I did a recital. I'm too old a, for TikTok,
0: a... isn't it? For kids.
1: I did a recital of running up that hill.
0: All right. Well, send me the video, and I'll I'll do a critical do analysis see- of it for you.
1: <laughs> right. Enjoy your tart. <laughs> now enjoy enjoy your tart. No, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't. I need, I need, Okay, so I think we're done there, aren't we?
1: I think I've got a headache now, after all that. We're Talked way about over Bal- our... Balenciaga, Kanye West.
0: We've made our poor viewers watch us for an hour and a half. Can you imagine? They must have better oh. things to do than watching this. It's, you know, haven't we got I, I, Christmas presents to
1: wrap and stuff, you know? Um. What's on telly? I'm telly? Uh, I'm going to it's chill now. It's
0: only the football.
1: Yeah, oh, well, we've lost that. Hmm.
0: We're good. Anyway, oh, that, was
1: heartbreak- oh, that was heartbreaking. Wasn't it? I, I didn't mean, watch. Boy.
0: I didn't watch it. I did say to you that I'm. That I'm only going to watch it if we get it. If we get to the final, and well, it looks like I, I had I had, I,
1: hundred, oh. I had hundred quid on that and I lost it. <laughs>
0: no, well that's that's worse than them actually losing. You lost money.
1: Um. Right. So anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks um, for listening. Thanks. Thanks for li- listening to me going on about art and nonsense and uh don't please forget like, to subscribe please subscribe subscribe please share and maybe share. we'll get more viewers uh what else did i want to say um i i'd like to thank god and my mom and the family uh thank you
0: <laughs> and you'd like to thank ricky too
1: yeah well that goes without saying yeah
0: well yeah is that why you didn't say it yeah okay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank Frida, but she reluctantly thanked me, so I won't. Okay,
1: right, Thank you, Frida. I've got to, thank I've... you
0: for being my co-host. Um,
1: yeah, thank you for thank you for tolerating me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to stop the streaming before we descend into a deeper rabbit hole than we've already descended into. Yeah.
1: Let's uh, let's go. Bye. Bye.